0: This is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Subscribe, rate, and review. Amazon, Spotify, Apple. Wherever you get your podcast. check us out. That's where we are. But they did it. The Michigan Wolverines completed an undefeated season. First national championship since 1997. Jim Harbaugh delivers on his promise. Delivering a national championship to his alma mater. Now, will he stay or will he go? We don't know. But what we do know is what this Michigan team did, especially the Michigan defense. I think once everything is settled, once everybody's done talking about Jim Harbaugh and where he's going, when everybody's done talking about Nick Saban retiring, oh yeah, and by the way, the great Nick Saban did retire, OMG. But we're going to hold on. People will then begin to talk about how great of a defense this Michigan team had. I I think, I think, I think, you know, the people, for the people who want to put an asterisk on this championship, who want to tank this championship, I think you hold your breath, walk underwater, and just take big gulps. Because what we're not going to do is act like we didn't know. See, here's the thing. If Michigan would have won the national championship and then the scandal comes out. Then we say it's tainted. But considering the fact that we knew, we knew about this whole Michigan scandal before the playoffs, before the Ohio State game, before the Penn State game, and they went on to beat Washington, they went on to beat Alabama. This Michigan team, especially on defense, what it has done will not and should not go unnoticed. This defense gave up nine points per game, and against top NFL talent, three possible, listen, Washington has three players on offense, possibly four, that will be selected in the first four rounds of the NFL draft. Those three receivers, and McMillan, if he stays or if he goes, Will Rogers is transferring in for Washington, Michael Penix, And that offensive line was very good. And they held them to 13 points, America. They held them to 13 points, world. This defense that they had over there in Michigan was serious. It was something that you could lean on. Something that you could rely on, dependable, like a truck. Just downshift when it gets muddy. It grumbles. It gets it going. And that's what this Michigan team did. They never really gave Washington a chance. They ran the ball for 300 yards, folks. Listen, what do I always say? If you can run the ball, control time of possession, and not turn the ball over nine times out of 10, I think you're going to win, especially when your defense is as good as Michigan's. This is a pro-style defense. This is a defense that you can't really figure out. It disguises itself very well. The holes in there are very, are very minute, only the prime of the prime. Only the ath elites find a way, and that's how Michigan was able to really just put put their will and do what they do. Washington was never able to stop them, because what Michigan does, and I think I think what Sharon Moore and Jim Harbaugh do, and it, they simplify the game in a game where people are throwing it around when they're putting up 50 points a game, where people are just throwing it all around the yard, Michigan comes through and they run that that, that, that early 2000s, that Stanford S, that I formation. We can get into multiple. We can get into the spread. But we really want to stay in that one back I formation and just pound you. Use our tight ends. Let you think we're only good for the run. And right when you right when you load the box, we burn you over the top. That's that's what they do. And they do it well. But that defense carried them. What they were able to do to Michael Penix and make him uncomfortable, what they were able to do to that Washington offensive line, like I said, once everything is settled, we'll talk about. It. We'll talk about it. And the one thing I also want to talk about when it comes to championships, Stephon Diggs, great wide receiver. He is the great wide receiver. One of top 10 for sure, maybe top five. He started something that I like to call the Diggs. That's where you look back at the other team celebrating their championship. Well, listen here, guys. Stop. Stop it. It's done. It's done. It's watered down. It has no meaning now. It's not cool. Moving on, the great Nick Saban has retired. The great Nick Saban has retired. What does this mean for Alabama football? What does this mean for the SEC? Listen, just like the reason I think Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL is because coaching, he doesn't just get to coach football anymore. He can't just say, hey, I want to coach football. Because now it used to be coach football, little recruiting window, you get your guys. Now you got transfer portal, the portal window, preseason recruiting, offseason recruiting, and you still might have to do a TikTok dance or two. And here's a guy who just won a national championship. He's not trying to do any TikToking, he's not trying to do any type of dancing. But what he's trying to do, he's already achieved. He won the national championship. And now I think he strikes while the iron is hot. Now, Nick Saban retiring is huge. Because I think it's for those same reasons. Nick Saban doesn't like the transfer portal. He doesn't like NIL. You see what I'm saying? It's not just coaching anymore, guys. It's it's beyond the X's and O's. We're talking X's and O's, Y's, Z's. I mean, we're talking about one of the greatest coaches to ever grace a locker room. The GOAT Nick Saban. The GOAT Nick Saban. He is the greatest college football coach of all time. And I just, I just. Ah, I'm glad that I got to watch Nick Saban coach. And I think everybody should have that same thing. But we're gonna move on because I wanna talk about some of the next next year. See cuz the thing about this is folks, we got to move on. We talked about Michigan, congratulations to Michigan once again. Congratulations to the Wolverine, the Maize and Blue reigns true. Congratulations. But we got to keep the train keeps a rolling all night long. And the transfer portal is still popping. And now with Nick Saban transferring, I mean with Nick Saban retiring, how many players from Alabama will transfer? How many players from Alabama will now transfer? Everybody get it in while you can. Listen to me. It's about to be freaking free-for-all. You're about to see people just grabbing, grabbing, grabbing. Everybody's transferring. This is a huge. This is huge. Nick Saban retiring means it is a free-for-all for the Alabama program as far as these players. You thought you thought tampering was bad before. This tampering is about to hit new heights, new levels. This is about to be—I'm talking just mo- this huge, galactic. All these players are listen. Colorado University will get them. Will get their fair share. Dion is about to go hunting. You hear it for you heard it here from that guy, Jig. Dion is about to go hunting. But this team has already done their hunting, and that's Ohio State. They got Will Howard and Judkins. Judkins is probably the best running back outside of Ollie Gordon from Oklahoma State. But I would like to see Judkins get the same type of opportunities of an Ollie Gordon. I mean, the guy is an All-American as a freshman and a sophomore in the SEC, in the conference where it just means more, they say. Transfers to Ohio State University with Will Howard. Now listen to me. Ohio State the last couple of years has gotten away from the run game. I'll say it again. Ohio State the last couple of years have gotten away from the run game. And that's why they can't beat Michigan. Because Michigan doesn't respect the run. Nobody respects the run over there at Ohio State. They know they're going to have supreme receivers, a great quarterback to throw it all the way around, but they're not going to be able to two clock are not going to be able to pound it out. Michigan, Alabama, Texas, Georgia, and Washington all have one thing in common. They can ground the hell out of the ball. They can take the air out of a football if they need to. And that's one of the reasons why Washington was not successful. That offensive line could not get a run game going. The same run game they've had all season. The same run game that they've been able to depend on all season was not able to get going. But the teams that are successful in football, I'm telling you, they are have the ability to run the football. Because you have to be able to possess the ball. If I have the ball and you don't, you can't score. If I don't give you the ball, you can't score. And that's the that's the mindset. In Ohio State with Will Howard, And Judkins, I'm telling you, watch the RPO. Ohio State's going to be able to put up points, but they're also going to be able to salt away the game, which is something they have not been able to do the last couple of years. Ole Miss, another team next year that is going to go crazy. I know Judkins transferred, but there's a reason. There's a reason. I think Ole Lane Kiffin has something up his sleeve. Missouri, another team. SEC, going to be good. I'm telling you, SEC football next year is going to be great, folks. SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC, Pac-12, Mountain West merger. Those are my Power 5 rankings for next year. I'm already putting them out there. The SEC is going to be exciting. The Big Ten is going to be kind of, huh, very intriguing. That's what it's going to be. Because you got Oregon, who so far in the top 25, too early top 25, comes in number three. going to be very interesting to see what them Dan Lanning and them Ducks do next year up there in the Big Ten. Like I said, Ohio State, watch out for them. Michigan, if Harbaugh comes back, they're going to be dangerous again. If Harbaugh comes back, they're going to be dangerous. If not, they're going to be good just because the talent is going to stay. That's a university that is able to retain their talent. So that's also a university that that I predict stays around. So when we look at next year, because next year we're going 12, folks. Next year we go 12 team playoffs. All this ifs, ands, and whats gets solved because next year we go 12. And I think they're going to go five because you got your five um, power five champion. You got your five conference champions. You could argue a runner up depending on the conference. I think the SEC runner up, the Big Ten runner up, and the Big 12, maybe the ACC, maybe them. Just depends. I mean, yes, you would think Clemson and Florida State for true. But we'll see. We shall see. And then after that, I think, you know, I think the Big Ten and SEC are probably going to get three apiece. Because if you look at the last landscape of this year's play- playoff championship, if this was if this was years ago if this was if this was say you know we look at this Sorry, we look at this year's championship <laughs> sorry if this, this this was next year you have two big 10s and two SECs right there in front of you and then the championship came down to two big 10 schools so i don't i, I think that's the formula i think you put two i think you did for sure put two and two champion or runner up and then after that, you'll probably get a third team from each conference. And then after that, you get your big 12, you know, maybe two from there, and then your group of five. And then you let these guys duke it out. This is the the, the 12 team is gonna get it right. Because you can't, you can't, you can't not. You got 12 teams. You got 12 teams to pick from. I don't wanna hear any more crying. The crying is out there. No more tears. That's that's where we're at, folks. We got 12 teams getting into the playoffs. This is That Guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him, J-I-G. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe, rate, and review. And listen, we're still going to keep these three legs every week. College football, NBA, and NFL. But with Nick, I just I just want to keep reiterating how crazy it is that Nick Saban is retired. The GOAT is leaving the farm. I mean, this is wild. Think about how many, like how many players Nick Saban has graced us with, with his recruiting. How many teams, how many great games. I mean, this is big, folks. The Alabama. Football team right now has to be in a state of shock. They I mean I mean let a naysayer know. (laughs) What's going on here? I had no idea this was being planned, man. But shout out to the goat. He says every morning he has a cup of coffee and two oatmeal cream pies. I too for now on will have oatmeal cream pies and, and a cup of Joe. If the goat did it, then I should do it too. This is huge, folks. This is huge. Nick Saban has retired. How many players stay at Alabama? Kevin Steele also resigned, the defensive coordinator. This is this is this is crazy, man. Is he going to the NFL? Is it too early to speculate? Is it too early to play the speculation game? You let me know. You know this is this is this is big. This is big, folks. Curious to see who they hire. And I'm also curious to see how many players stay and how many players go. This is a very, very, very deep Alabama football team with a lot of talent. With a lot of talent. So, wow. Big time. Big time, man. Like I said earlier, I'm glad to have watched the man coach. I'm glad to have watched the man coach the game of football. Shout out to Nick Saban. And if there's any players out there that are looking to transfer, I can't wait to see. Best of luck to you, first and foremost. Best of luck to you. Let's just keep that in mind, folks. All right? When these guys get in that portal and they leave, let's, let's not be jerks. Let's you know, let's be let's be stand up fans. But once again, this is that guy Jig Sports Podcast. I am him J I G. Subscribe, rate, and review. This is the first of the three. You know how we do it three a week. I'm gonna keep dropping three a week because the train don't stop. Once again, I am him J I G. Peace.